This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He is senior writer at TigerBait.com, at BLDOR, at B-L-D-O-R-E. On Twitter is Brian Lazar. 260-1870 is the number to get involved. You can text us at 870-870 if you have a question for Brian. Brian, looking at this matchup, LSU and Mississippi State, it is one that's been dominated from the win-loss column by LSU. But again, and I know, you know, when you break down a game, you can be on, you know, there's, there's so much breaking down that you can do to break things, you know, all the way down from this, that standpoint, and so forth. The most important number, I think, we go back to the last three years, is that it's been really tight and it's come down in less than, you know, decided by less than a possession, five points or less. And some people are feeling that is the same type of thing we will see tonight. And if we go by what we've seen strengths on these two teams, is that, you know, both of them would come to, t- to town with like you're thinking, well, you know, LSU historically in this matchup brings a stout defense. State brings a stout offense. But in the first two games for both of them, Brian, you know, both sides of the ball have been looked good and both sides statistically, when you look at the numbers, uh, rank fairly highly in the conference. Yeah, that's true, Deke. But, you know, I think both LSU and its two games and Mississippi State and its two games were certainly the, the far superior team. So I – I don't know how much you can stop you can put in the numbers for the first two games. Uh, looking at these last three games, the, the funny thing, they've all ended up close, but they weren't close all the way through because in all three of those games, the team that won was comfortably ahead in the fourth quarter and had to hold off rallies. And two of those three rallies were, were by backup quarterbacks. Uh, you know, the game in Baton Rouge three years ago, uh, Anthony Jennings gets benched, and Brandon Harris comes in and leads a comeback. The game in Baton Rouge last year, Nick Fitzgerald got benched, and Damian Williams came in off the bench and led the rally. And the only time the starter actually led a rally was two years ago when Prescott, Dak Prescott, almost brought State back from a you know a double-digit deficit to win. So it's been the games have been close, but in all all three of them, the team which won. Uh, had to hold on to the end after having double-digit lead. And, you know, one thing, too, that they, they've both done, uh, you know, in, in thinking about it, that passing the ball, rushing the ball, the offenses have protected the ball extremely well. And if you go by what their defenses have done tonight, it may come down to which defense can take the ball away from in the first couple of games what has been a very sharp offense. State just won. Uh, LSU has not turned the ball over. So that could be key when it's all said and done tonight, uh, Brian. You know, which team can continue to protect the ball extremely well? Yeah, look, see, LSU's the better team. Uh, now, it's not like Mississippi State is incapable of pulling the upset off. Number one, they're at home, and number two, they, they have a very very good quarterback. But uh, if LSU plays as well as it can play, they're going to win the game. Now, if LSU doesn't play as well as it can, and and State plays as well as it can, as it can, if Fitzgerald has a good game, yeah, that's when the when the upset can take place. One thing, LSU under Dave Aranda has done a pretty good job against 
the running quarterback. You know, Fitzgerald last year was no factor. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson in the bowl game last year was no factor for Louisville. Uh, even in the Alabama game last year, you know, they kept Jalen Hurts uh, wrapped up for three quarters and, you know, until the fourth quarter. So Aranda and then has done a good job stopping the running quarterback. And if LSU can prevent Fitzgerald from running the football tonight and make him have to throw, I think that's good for the LSU defense. Brian Herb here. Now, with that being said, it, everything that you said in my mind is absolutely true. Now, <laughs> I've, I've, I've posed this question before with, you know, going into this particular game, both teams are kind of shaky when it comes to special teams kicking field goals. This is going to be a close game. With that being said, who do you think is going to win that particular battle in this particular game? Because I can see touchdowns being scored by both teams. Not many, but at least, you know, three to four total touchdowns being scored. But there are going to be times where both teams are going to be in a red zone and someone's going to have to make a field goal or two. Which one of these two teams you think can pull that off? I guarantee you this. Neither Dan Mullen nor Ed Ogeron is hoping that they have to kick field goal. <laughs> uh, I, I, Herb, I couldn't tell you. I, I You know, look, uh, you know, from the LSU standpoint, you know, there's no doubt. I talked to Connor Culp earlier in the week, and they said they strictly go by who has the best week of practice, and that person kicks in the game. So, obviously, Jack Gonsolin had a better week than Culp, and it's going to kick in the game. Look, Gonsolin has not looked good kicking the ball. Even his makes, and I'm talking about some made extra points, haven't looked good. So, it's, it's certainly, you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't say that LSU's got, Field goal kicker will be better, but then of course I haven't seen Tucker Day at Mississippi State, so he may be just as as poor as what we're seeing from LSU. Right, senior writer from TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar is here with us. Brian, when you think about it, what LSU is trying to do to get on the road, and like you said, they're the better team to win this one, just to get a you know get the W, get on back home. Then you've got two non-conference games, one's against a Power Five or conference team in Syracuse before you go out on the road again. It's it's like you know. Uh, okay, then we get back home to our, our environment before we go back out on the road again for what's t- t- taping up to be a pretty tough October leading into the month that we know LSU in the ba- last few years kind of falling down the month of November. But, but you get this one any kind of way, Brian, I see where you have an opportunity, no disrespect to Syracuse and Troy, to really get to clicking on all cylinders, and then you'll have, you know, if, as long as he stays healthy, by the time you get back on the road again, then you would have all hands on deck, including what Coach O has talked about. You you would assume you would have a guy like Arden Key into the top game shape that they want to work him into. Yeah, this is without a doubt the toughest game in September. If LSU wins the game tonight, avoids the upset, they're going to be 5-0 and going into October, into October, which I think this year is going to be a tougher month than November. Uh, so, yeah, this is, this is the big game. You look at LSU's schedule, and let's just, you know, everybody talks about winning the West. Let's just talk about winning 10 regular season games. And if they do that, they're probably going to – they got a pretty good chance of being in a New Year's Six Bowl game if they go 10-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Well, for, I think as long as LSU avoids the upset, they're going to be 10-2. and two. And one of these first games where you can say, uh-oh, they have the better team, but they could get upset is right. tonight in Starkville. So this is one of the first tests. This LSU team, and, and it's look, we can look back through 
every year these last three or four years when LSU stumbled a little bit, LSU loses one game, conference game every year, where they shouldn't lose. You know, last year uh, they lose at home to Florida. You know, they should not have lost that game. Uh, two years ago, I think they were favored at, at, at Ole Miss and lost. So there's been one game every year where LSU is the favorite in the conference, and they've lost. And that's what LSU has to avoid this year, just win the games that they're favored in, and they're going to be – they're going to win 10 regular season games and they'll be in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Tonight's the first test, first team they're playing who can pull the upset. That's what LSU's got to avoid. Brian, going back to uh, the bowl game in which LSU really stifled uh, Lamar Jackson, is it, do you see similar defenses tonight? Uh, you know, of course, LSU had different personnel, a kid that was in the top five in the draft with the New York Jets uh, basically there. But do you see that? Is, is this a situation where it's, okay, you keep an eye, you know, whether you say, okay, you, you spy, that seems, seems to be the sexy term when somebody's watching a, a top-tier opposing player, particularly a quarterback. Uh, does someone spy on a guy like Fitzgerald? And that mo take take us through you know that st- stage of it, and would you similar see expect to see similar type of defense tonight like LSU did against Louisville, which was led by their their high profile quarterback Lamar Jackson? Well, Jackson is a dual threat like Fitzgerald, but Jackson is a different type of runner than Fitzgerald. Jackson's mm-hmm. a little more elusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to run over people. Fitzgerald is more like. Tim Tebow, who Dan Mullen had when he was the offensive coordinator of Florida, where he's going to just run uh, some zone plays inside where, look, I'm taking the snap and I'm looking for the hole and I'm going to run and I can, I can run over a couple guys I can't. So obviously you want to pinch the middle against Fitzgerald, against a running quarterback, and that's and LSU tried to keep Jackson in the pocket last year and they had a lot of success. They're going to try to do the same thing. With Fitzgerald, try to keep him in the pocket. And then you're going to have to, you know, gang tackle him because he's strong enough and one-on-one he may bust a tackle. So I think that that's a, it's a little bit like what they did against Jackson, that you want to keep him in the middle, but then you're going to have to gang tackle him just because of his size. All right, Brian, your, your key to tonight's contest, where do you see this one shaking out? A lot of people think it's going to be tight. LSU is about a touchdown favorite. How do you see this one? Uh, break, shape it up, break it down for us, LSU, Mississippi State. I don't know if one team is going to get out to a you know, 10, 14-point lead in this one like they've been doing the last uh, three years. Uh, I think it's going to stay close all the way this time. But uh, I think that LSU is going to get good games from Danny Etling and Darius Geis. And those two guys will be a little bit better than Nick Fitzgerald and State's running back, Harris Williams. So I'm saying LSU 24, Mississippi State 20. He is senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, at BLDOR, at B-L-D-O-R-E on Twitter. He's got his uh, complete breakdown and the latest on the Tigers, www.TigerBait.com. Brian, as always, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Okay, talk to you guys later. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.